And I'm really excited about this season of my life right now. Um, but, but my answer was something like this. Like, my soul has never been better, but I've never been more restless in my life. Like, my soul is so strong, and I feel so passionate right now, but there's a part of me over here that, like, is so restless and, and in a good way, like, so frustrated. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, like, my time with the Lord is so powerful right now. My, my time in prayer, and I have this amazing hunger right now to go deeper with Jesus. I, I think I'm freaking my wife out because I keep telling her, like, actually, I'm not. She's like, let's do this thing. But I'm like, I just want to go, like, in a cabin in the woods right now and, like, be with Jesus for, like, two days. Like, doesn't that sound so amazing? I know we're like San Franciscans. Uh, it's like cabin woods. What are you talking about? But man, I just got this like deep, deep hunger. And, and, and the frustration I'm talking about, you guys, and I hope this resonates with you. Feel me here. It's like I, I'm tired of things pulling me away from Jesus. I'm in the ministry. Like someone asked me the other day, like, what's your real job? I'm like, this is what I do. Like, I'm a pastor. But like even in the ministry, it's so, it's so whacked, you guys, like, I want to pursue Jesus so much, but this world is so loud, isn't it? Like, man, it just rings in my ears over and over again. So, like, this is my, like, weird, complicated answer. Like, I've never felt the Holy Spirit, like the Spirit of Jesus, like I am now. And I feel like Jesus is calling me deeper, and I, I don't really know what that looks like just yet, but I'm so happy I'm agitated about this. Because, like, the restlessness is the first step, and it's some new experience with God. And I'm like, look at all the things that, that are in my way right now. And, and I'm analyzing my life. And, and I'm in the best place right now because I like hate my cell phone. And like some of you are like, you haven't called me back in three days. Because I'm on this journey. Like I'm just on this journey where I'm like, I just want to be with the Lord. Like I, I don't mind misplacing my cell phone for days right now. Just like walking away from everything and just being with the Lord. And again, I feel like I'm in this real conversation. Like he's drawing me out. He's just drawing me out. And the word that, like, God keeps giving me through this conversation I'm having with him is I'm like, like, Lord, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm tired of the noise. Like, everything's so loud in my head. But when I'm with you, there's so much joy. Like, the word that he keeps giving me is rest. Just rest. And it's not like the type of rest, like, John, stay home in bed. He's like, rest with me. Walk away from everything. It's not a rest like I'm not going to church today because, like, Thanksgiving was too wild and I'm too tired. It's like, no, go deeper with me, John, but shut away the crowd. Like, turn off the technology. Like, get away from the, the buzz of the city and be with me. And so, like, that was my conversation on the phone even with, with uh, this amazing guy, and I'm just like, I don't know, I just feel like God is calling me out, and, and he's like, John, do not leave that place. You are in the right place with God right now. Go deeper with him. And the weird thing was, and I was kind of joking in this phone call, I'm like, but you know, it's a trip, like, Christmas is all about Jesus, right? Like, we went down to the tree lighting in, uh, where is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, they were singing about Jesus. Like, it was so amazing. I know they're singing all these songs about Jesus. And I'm like looking around like, does anybody know what's going on right now? Like, this is the Savior right here. But anyway, what the head trip in, in, in me right now, you guys, is this. Like, every time I read the gospel about the Christmas 
uh, the Christmas narrative. Jesus, God breaking into the world, an earthquake in a bottle. Like God taking the form of a human being. God veiling glory in a human body. Like everything I, every time I read this story that changed my life and changed the world, it's so quiet and it's so, it's so, it's so still and yet so peaceful and so powerful. And yet when I awaken and come back into our world, this Christmas thing is so loud, it's so busy, it's so violent. And man, the, th- the whole thing's like swirling in my soul right now. It's a fantastic journey I'm on. But then I just started thinking about life, and, and I guess because we're, we're ministering to so many uh, college students right now, um, just take this survey with me. I mean, do you feel like life is so packed with rushing around, like so stressed? Like, do you find yourself constantly saying, I don't have enough time? I don't have, how many of you guys are with me on that? Aren't vacations exhausting? <laughs> like, what's the matter with us? You know, we go on these vacations and I'll be like, dude, how was your vacation? Like, I'm exhausted. Like, even our leisure time is packed. We're walking down on, uh, I'm forgetting everything. I don't really care. Um, um, wherever it was, down by the marina on the water, just trying to chill yesterday. And, and, uh, and the three of us just sat on this bench and we're just like looking at the water. And you can just feel like this, like this, uh, this draw to the phone, you know. It was like, we, it's so hard just to sit still and just be with the Lord. And in light of Christmas and all the peace that comes through the, the gospel story of Jesus coming into the world, um, Audrey Assad, who's a Christian artist, she writes this song and it goes like this. You could have come like a mighty storm with all the strength of a hurricane. You could have come like a forest fire with the power of heaven in your flame, but you came like a winter snow, quiet and soft and slow. And yet this world is so loud and Jesus is calling us into that world, like just come to me and be with me a while. I was like, but Lord, it's too busy. I can't, I got these things to do. And guys, I just wanna flesh this out. I wanna wanna look at Mark chapter six, but I wanna flesh this out for a minute. minute. I'm not trying to insult anybody when I'm saying this. I'm putting myself in the equation, guys. Most people live with some type of low-grade fatigue and anxiety from busyness, and it rarely goes away. I talk to some of you guys who are retired in this room, like, how's your week going? I'm exhausted. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not, you're not helping me. I don't know if I ever get to retire as a pastor, but I'm like, I, you're not helping me. I'm not looking forward to retiring, you know? But it's like, it's from college students to a person who is, uh, who's retired, like we're just so active. And I'm not saying activity's wrong. There's certain seasons of life where we just want to hit it. We want to go. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm all for exploring this life and, and exhausting travel and all those good things. But the Lord is calling us. And he just doesn't want us to be so exhausted all the time. You guys know I'm a, I'm a C.S. Lewis and Tolkien geek. And one of, the, one of the life-changing quotes in The Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf, who's a picture of God, you didn't know that, he's a picture of God, he goes to Bilbo and he says, Bilbo, how are you doing? And check out this quote behind me. Here's Bilbo's answer. He goes, Gandalf, I feel all thin sort of stretched, if you know what I mean, like, like butter that's been scraped over too much bread. Isn't that a perfect description of how we feel sometimes? Like, but, like butter scraped over too much bread. 
You know, you know when, you, when you're out of butter and you, you try to take it further than it's designed to go? Like, like yes, Bilbo, that's how we feel. And, and Gandalf's like, I just want to visit with you, Bilbo. I just want to be with you. And then Bilbo goes on to say this, that can't be right. I need a change or something. Like, how did Tolkien know that's the soul's cry even today? No, it can't be right. We do need a change or something. Why do we feel this way? Why do we feel so stretched then? Well, I don't know. It may just be a season. I mean, I think there are some parents here who just have kids. <laughs> Welcome to parenting. You're just tired. It's all good. You're rushing around. You're chasing kids around. I get that. There's a certain good season of life that God just says, says it's going to be busy. But I want to open up some ideas here. And I'm a technology guy, so don't get me wrong. But I think we feel stretched thin because of some of the new things going on in our, our culture that aren't so new anymore. Think about technology uh, as an example. Um, there was a day, I suppose, I don't remember it, when you used to clock out of work and you would actually go home and your job could not contact you. And by the way, remember the phone used to be on a leash? You called it a phone cord. The cell phone's not on a leash anymore. Everybody can contact me any second now. And that's not wrong. I'm not saying any of that's wrong or anti-technology, but I'm saying it's very hard to get away from the noise because of the way technology has advanced. Uh, our jobs are in our homes now. Um, our leisure activities, our families are in our homes now through technology, which creates noise. Again, not wrong, but you have to be disciplined with that. And I think the hard part is, guys, we're just people who are desperate to be known. We're, we're, we are people who are desperate to be accepted. So when that... that that bing or whatever you have on your phone, hits like we keep working and we keep responding because we want to be accepted and known. And yet Jesus is calling us. He's having this conversation. And they're like, John, it's not working. Just come here for a minute. Um, the clock. Um, I read an article, and you have to double check this. Not now on Google, but check this out. The clock in its earliest day was was designed or con the design was continued by monks. Do you know why? Prayer. Prayer. In other words, at certain times, we stop everything and we go and be with the Lord. And now the clock is, it's just this race now. And it just shows you how things have developed. So this is why this conversation with Jesus is so important as he's trying to slow us down and call us to him, especially in the Christmas season. Here's why this conversation is so important. Because of A.W. Tozer, the man who ruined my life in such a great way. Everything was going just fine in my little Christian world until I found a book of his in Paxton Bookstore in Portland, Oregon, and I bought that thing for 25 cents and read it on the way home, and my whole world was turned upside, no, no, it was turned right side up. Why is this important? Because of the quote Tozer said, the man who would truly know God must give time to God. Like we can't shortcut this. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, like John, you can't shortcut this. You're not omnipresent, dude. You can't think about all these things at once. You can't worship me and answer emails. <laughs> like you can't deal with all that noise. You've got to come out to me. I need time. I'm like, Lord, but can I download an app and just download like holiness and righteousness and experience like quickly with you? He's like, no, I need you to come out from the crowd. 
And I truly, as a pastor, want this Christmas to be different for you. That's why we're doing this Christmas party. That's why we're doing an evening service. And that's why Francis and I are talking about how to do that night in such a stripped-down, worshipful way. I want, this has to be a different season for our souls. And we have to hear from God. God has to speak to us, and we have to hear. And here's why. Because every time in the Bible, every time, this is so cool, every time God opens his mouth and speaks, New things come to life. And if God can open his mouth and speak to me, if I can give him that time, man, new things are going to come to life in my marriage, in your marriage, in your singleness, in your quest, in your depression, in your anxiety, in your schoolwork, in your confusion about what you're supposed to do with life. He needs to speak. Man, I was meeting with a brother <laughs> Uh, who I'm trying to meet with every week is just a, like a really deep friend and, and uh, we're, we're talking about like the things of Jesus. Like we are not messing around. Like we just get together and we talk about the things of Jesus and we started talking about some big things, man. Like big things. And when we started telling each other what Jesus is saying about these things in our lives, like it was a head spin. It was a head spin. And we literally have not recovered two weeks later. So when you allow Jesus to speak to you, he will open new worlds. Like you will look at money, sex, relationships, power, surrender, service, time, kids. You'll you'll see the whole world different. So I need time with Jesus. So I want to look at a conversation about rest. You good? Don't rest too much on me. Listen now. Let's go to Mark chapter 6, page 996 in the Bible in front of you. Uh, if you have one of those Bibles, it is, should be some Bible around you, 996. We'll put these verses behind me. I want you to see a conversation with Jesus as he's saying this exact same thing to his, his people. He's saying, slow down, come out to me, be full and filled by me, experience life with me, slow down, slow down. And you're like, this is a fine, fine sermon going into finals week, right? Uh, but check this out, Mark chapter 6, 996 in your pew Bible. Let's take a look at it. Mark chapter 6, look at verse 7. Here's the setting. And he, that's Jesus. You see it? And he called the 12. Those are his guys that are learning his ways. They're, They're following him as he is their rabbi, the son of God. They're learning his ways. They're learning how he thinks. They're learning how he deals with things. They're learning how he views governments. Wait a minute, he's not Republican, he's not Democrat. What is this thing? Yeah, whole new world. He's looking at how he deals with people who hate him and want to kill him. He called the 12, and here's what he does. And he began to send them out two by two, all right? You two, you go here, you two, you go here. And he gave them authority over the unclean spirits. I want you to assault the dark world out there. I want you to pray out demons. I want you through faith to call on me to heal people. And let's turn this world right side up. And it's a testing. He's like, I'm not going with you. This is kind of kick the kid off the couch type of thing. You know, they're 28. It's all good. You need to go without me here. I need to prove to you that I'll come through. Verse 8, he charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff. I, don't, I want you to go away for a while. I want you to trust me. I want you to take risks. And I want you to go far and have faith and do these things, these miraculous things. And I don't want you to take anything. Like Jesus is so risky. Dancing on the razor's edge. He is not safe. He's good. 
He charged them, do not sneak anything either, guys. Leave it all. Take a staff. No bread, no bag, no money. You're going to live in faith. <laughs> but to wear your sandals and not to put on two tunics, you're going to need to protect your feet because you're going to be working. But don't worry about warmth. Don't worry about shelter. I need you to learn that I provide. Verse 10. And he said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. So it was customary for a Jew, if he knocked on a door, for another Jew to open the door, give him a meal. Once you sat there with the meal, tell them about Jesus. Verse 11. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that's on your feet as a testimony against them. In other words, if they reject the gospel, just show them this blood be upon your own hands, not mine. I did my thing. I love you, but I'm carrying on. So they went out and they did it. <laughs> they, they, they made it happen. They proclaimed that people should repent, that people should turn from not believing in Jesus to believing in Jesus. Same message today. Now watch this in verse 13, guys. And they cast out many demons and anointed many with oil who were sick and they healed people. Like you can feel the exhilaration, guys. Like day one, day two, you know, like there's a sick man and there's two of us and we're sent out by Jesus. We got no food, we got no money and we're freezing. The sun's going down and there's a lame guy right there. He's like, he's sick or he's blind or something like that. And you know, we're like, you do it. You heal him. I'm not doing the first one. I can't do this, like. You saw Jesus do it more than I do. You know, this had to be a terrifying thing. Like, you go do it. And it's like, he said he would do it through us. Let's go do this, you know. And like, hey, bud, I don't mean to freak you out. This may or may not work. 50-50 shot here. But like, we're followers of, of Jesus of Nazareth, and he's actually God. And, and uh, can you just close your eyes for a minute? And like, just boom. And then all of a sudden, this, this guy startles and he looks around and he starts wiping his eyes and he gets up from the dust and he starts walking and he grabs a hold of us and he's, he's, he's going, thank you, thank you. You know, we're backing up and we're like looking at each other like it worked. Like it worked. That just worked. That's amazing right there. And, and this guy takes off and all of a sudden you can feel this, you know, almost like a mission trip. If you've been on a mission trip. Man, you go into the field and it's amazing. You're in another country and you're just praying to the Lord and these things are happening or, or whatever. Like maybe you just got a promotion or, or maybe you just aced the final or something and you get that high. Everything feels so good and so large, you know, and it's powerful. That's what they're feeling. Verse 30. I love how human these guys are. So they come bouncing back to Jesus the apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. Like they're so fired up. They're on this mountaintop experience. Like, man, this thing is hot right now. Like we are alive, man. This is powerful right now. And I love what it says in 6.30, all that they had done. Huh? Something's starting to shift. Isn't it interesting, the longer you're away from Jesus, when you don't have that deep, deep, quiet time with Jesus, isn't it interesting how much is about us? All that they had done. They start walking back like, man, we didn't even need Jesus with us. Like, we have got the power now. And they just kind of come back, and they're like, Jesus, you should have seen me. Like, I was like this, and this guy, like, he rose, and then he was gone, and then another guy came, and I was like, that demon was gone, and boom, he was gone, and... You know, and then John's over here. I was taking three at a time, though, Jesus. I was like, all that they had done, and Jesus just kind of looks at them with these eyes of love, and he's like, wow. 
You guys have been away too long. Things have shifted. This is about you. You're taking the blessing and you're turning it into a me thing, like you've accomplished something without me. And he's like, that's okay. I'm here because I love you and I'm gonna school you with joy. And I'm just gonna naturally lead you and show you that uh, you've been away too long. You've been too busy. And I'm telling you guys, that's where I get right there. You know, that was a great sermon or, you know, did you see what we did with that ministry or da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, man, John, you've been away too long. Now I'm praying, I'm with him, but I need to be bathed in him. I need to just come to my knees and be bathed in him. I've been too long out there. We've been too long out there. And it's just natural busyness and God understands. I just want to say that God understands. Man, when you give away without taking in, Oh, by the way, if you're a parent, <laughs> I just want to help you because my wife and I have been through it. Like when they're little, if you are constantly trying to give away to these beautiful children without taking in, or if you're doing ministry and you are trying to give away without taking in, or if you're a husband or a wife and you're con- or a friend or a roommate, hello, gets, gets a little crazy in there. If you're trying to give away without taking in, you've got nothing left to, left to give away. And that's what Jesus is saying. Like you guys are about to crash and burn. You've been away too long and you've been too busy. And it's like he sees it in their eyes. He sees fatigue. He sees that they're running on adrenaline and there's a lot of me talk. And they're just ready for a crash. And by the way, John the Baptist, their hero, has just died. And that's going to rock them. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. And what I think is so crazy is verse 31 They're exhausted, they're on an adrenaline kick, they've been away from Jesus a long time, and yet the crowd will not stop pulling at them. And I wanna help you with something, you guys. If you're a people pleaser like me, other people will gladly manage your time for you. No matter how depleted you are, no matter how long you've been away from the Lord, the way you need to be, look at 631. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place. No distractions. Leave your cell phones. And just rest with me. For many were coming and going. And they had no leisure even to eat. Have you ever been there? Like one one of my problems is I look at the clock, which was meant for prayer. And it's 2 o'clock and I haven't even eaten a thing. And it's all self-inflicted. I'm like, yeah, but there's needs. No, there's identity issues. (laughs) Like, I want to be known. I want to, you know, we get into these weird ruts and all this. And that's the same thing going on in every human soul. All of us, including these guys a couple thousand years ago. Like, the crowd is coming and coming and coming and coming. And Jesus is like, you guys are exhausted. You're just running on a high right now and you're going to crash. Stop now and just spend some time with me. I want everyone to write this down. Put it on a phone. I don't have it behind me. I should have. But I want you to make this a motto, a mantra for this season, this Christmas season. Hurry is a form of violence towards the soul. Hurry is a form of violence towards the soul. Now some of you are like, well, I just like to be busy. Okay, you're just gonna have to wrestle with Jesus. I get it. Some of you are in a busy season. This is not to create guilt either. It is to say, be careful. Because hurry is a form of violence towards the soul. Jesus wants me to walk with him. Like, the imagery is beautiful. He wants me to walk with him, like this pace. 
And that doesn't mean physically. It means, you know, through prayer and meditation. But it's this pace. He's, he's the rabbi, you know. He walks like this. I don't know how he walks. <laughs> like, that was dumb. Um, but you think of a rabbi, you know. He, he's, he wants to teach. Um, the, I told you guys a while back, the saying that followers of rabbis had was, the dust of the rabbi clings to me. Because the, the student was so close to the rabbi, listening to everything as the rabbi. And then, and then he would stop and he would sit and he would speak. Like the pace was like so magnificent. And this is the, the slow dance that I want with the Lord. Hurry is a form of violence towards the soul. It's like this, Jesus, tell me quickly about the deepest things in my heart. I don't got much time. I got to go to this appointment. Tell me the deep things in my heart that are messing things up. Reveal to me all the, all the problems I have right now. You know, and, and like he's, he's still standing right here as I'm going, this, 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 and he's like, just sit down. <laughs> like, this is more important. It's all good, John. I'm sovereign. That means something. Like, just sit down with me. Yeah, but this and that. And he's like, none of it matters right now. Like, I just want to be with you. I love that. I love that. And you can feel the tension in 31. Stare at it. Stare at it. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place. Can you imagine the temptation right there? <laughs> but we're hot right now. Like, the crowd wants to come to us and Jesus is like there are thousands of people right here coming for me and I've got the power to fix them and Jesus is standing over here away from the crowd look at the options talk about warring with your flesh and Jesus is standing here going come here leave it leave it I need to be with you but there's nothing over there Jesus there's no crowd it's quiet. <laughs> this, is where, this is where it's at. And he's going, come here. And if you're one of the followers right there, I'm just putting myself in this story all week and I'm just like, <laughs> but this thing is big, man. Like it's powerful, like it's on Twitter. And, and it's, he's like, and I'm like, but there's nothing there. It's quiet. I can't be in quiet. It's dark. And he goes like this. There's a boat over here. I want you to get in the boat. And I just want, I want us to go away for a while. But I've never felt more important. I've never felt wanted more. This is why Jesus loves us. This is why he shows grace. He, he understands. He understands. Uh, fear of missing out, right? Leave the hype. <laughs> ah, but it works. It's feeding me, you know, and it's like, nah. And guys, like I, some, of you, some of you guys who are Filipino always crack me up. If you're late, you go like this. Oh, we're on Filipino time. I love that. Um, <laughs> and then some of you Hispanics do the same thing. Well, we're on Hispanic time. Sorry we're late. And then uh, like white people have no excuse. <laughs> At all. Um, we need to figure out a good saying. Um, but every culture, guys, every culture, every generation has a different sense of time. But I want you to understand this thing about God. God's sense of time is going to absolutely confound ours no matter what. Jesus is literally saying with love because he wants you so much. He's saying if you try to impose your understanding of schedule and timing on me, you're going to struggle to experience me because I don't work at your pace. You're just going to have to trust me. And we all connect ourselves to something. Um, whatever the crowd is for you, I don't know. But we all connect ourselves to something. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, 
that something begins to pull at us, doesn't it? And that's the hard part. And a lot of times they're just good things, but they, get, they begin to pull at us away from Jesus. And here's what Jesus says in another place in the Bible, take my yoke upon you. In the previous verse, he says, you're exhausted. You've connected yourself to something, a yoke. I'm a city guy, but a yoke is something that goes around the ox's shoulders, and that's connected to something. They're, they're connected to something. They're, they're dragging it. And he goes, you're exhausted. Put my yoke on you. Connect to me. I'm gentle. That thing's violent. I'm gentle. That thing's heavy. I'm gentle. I create energy. That thing wears you out. I'm lowly in heart. I don't want to connect to you to use you. I want to connect to you because I love you. And then he goes like this, and then you'll find rest for your souls. And I'm just like, yes, yes, let me cut these cords. In a very crazy world. So there's a trading in that verse, isn't there? There's a trading. Me for the thing, just for a while. We'll pick it back up, but me for, me for that thing for a while. And by the way, when you pick it back up, because you've been with me, it will feel so much lighter. And I, honestly, I'm looking at my life and kind of journaling right now, and it's really cool. I'm really having a great time in my walk. And I wrote this down. The only thing worse than failing to reach all your goals, John, is seeing them all come true. Because you were meant for more. And that more is to be with God. So let me shut this down. I want to pray and be with the Lord as a people in just a minute. Uh, go back to Mark 6.32 real quick. You guys good? Mark 6.32. They trusted him in 32 and they went away. They went away. They looked at those crowds and they looked at the single man Jesus and the darkness as the sun was setting and the darkness and there's a boat and they hate boats and they, they, they don't want to be together much anymore and they're tired and this thing feels really good. The crowds feel really good but they know there's something about Jesus and they make the step in 32 and they walk towards the boat and they get into the boat and they go off to the other side of the lake to a desolate place by themselves. And it's just them and Jesus. And I love this picture. Can you, can you see that scene in your minds? And I think the cool thing about this, you guys, and this is how good and amazing and beautiful Jesus is, looking back at the crowd as they're caught in the middle, like, oh, this thing feels so good, though, and it's so energetic, and it's, you know, I, I'm never missing out, and there's just Jesus. And they're looking forward to Jesus, and there's nothing, there's nothing there. Just, there's just Jesus. There's no applause, there's no activity, there's no meeting new people. There's just Jesus or that, that crowd. And they make the decision to go with Jesus. But doesn't that tell us something about Jesus? He needs nothing more than himself to satisfy us beyond the crowd. Nothing. Like, that tells the story right there. And they all went away together. I love that. They go together. Um, I, I talked to so many of you through the week. The typical rhythms of our lives kind of fight against us going below the surface in our relationships. We want to be known and know. We want to know each other and be with each other. We did that on Thanksgiving, by the way, with 32 people. And it was the sweetest time. I had, I had probably seven or eight of those people say, this was the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. 
let me finish that story. It's be, they said it was because of my cooking. <laughs> no, I didn't. But, but that was the cool thing. Because Jess and I, we left here. We, we were going to have it at our place. We had too many people. We, we did it in the lobby. We had too many people. And we, we just were together. And we walked away that night, and we go, wait a minute. We didn't really do much with food. We didn't really offer any entertainment outside of a really crazy game of Pictionary. That almost got violent. No, it didn't. We didn't offer a thing. We were together with Jesus. No crowds, no noise, just Jesus in us. And again, it just tells me something about Jesus. Like he can do this by himself. They went away together. They went, they, went, they went away going deep with each other. And again, we all hunger for relationships of that quality. Like, I want to go deep with you. I want to get to know you. I want you to get to know me. And by the way, guys, this is where Jesus does most of his work. He's just like, hey, guys, come away together with me. That's why I love Sunday. Like, it's just like this beautiful Sabbath type thing where I get to come here and just be with you, and we get to slow down and calm down. Last Sunday was such a special Sunday. I could tell the church just shifted, like something happened. Like people were here till 5.30, and it was everything from decorating trees to giving out food baskets, but it wasn't the activity. There were just, like we were together, and we were hugging and talking about God and talking about life. It was just like this slow dance with us and Jesus. That's what we need this Christmas, guys. Fight against the craziness. You say, how do I do it? Well, you're going to have to schedule time to be unscheduled. Yeah? Yeah, go ahead and just schedule time to be unscheduled. Uh, I would say Sundays are a great spot. Like, I'm just blocking out time. Now, I don't know. Cell phone's off, whatever. I'm just with Jesus. I'm with his people. I need time to re-energize and chill. I need to be together with people I love and who love me for who I am and with Jesus right in the middle. You say, what do we do when we rest that way? When Jesus called these guys in the boat and they were going across a lake and it was just them and Jesus, like, why is that so good, John? Why is that so powerful? Why is that so refreshing? And if I hang out, um, you know, and I get into a community group or I come on Sundays or I help decorate, why, why will that be so good for me? Well, why did God rest in Genesis? When he created all things and he rested. Well, he didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because the job was done, the gospel. The rest we get when we get away with Jesus is reminding ourselves that the work is done. We don't have to earn, earn anything around each other. We don't have to put a front on around each other. We don't have to deal with guilt. We can let it go. We're blood-soaked. We are forgiven. We are clean. We sing because we're happy. We're, we sing because we're free. We rest in the gospel. We talk about the gospel. We talk about Jesus. Can I take you one more place, Psalm 16? All right. Psalm 16, verse 11. Check it out. Here's what happens when we just schedule to be unscheduled, get together around Jesus, call it Sunday, call it, uh, you know, one of these classes we hold in the morning or one of these community groups we, we hold in the week call it the band call it a ministry call it a thanksgiving whatever it is here's what happens when we rest when we remind ourselves that world keeps telling us who we're supposed to be here's who we are 
We are loved always. We're loved by God. We're blood-soaked. Guilt is gone. But he goes like this in 1611. I love this verse. You make known to me the path of life. Like when we get together and we rest around Jesus, he reminds us what real life looks like. I just had, I just had this talk with, with a, someone I'm very close to and love dearly. They're very stressed about college. Like I got to get to college right now and I got to get, get into that degree program and I got to finish at this time. And I, and I, I just said, why? That's all good, but why? Because that's what they, whoever they are, are telling me. Who's they? Why don't you spend some time with me and Jesus and let Jesus show you the path of life? No, nah, it's his timing. He, wa- he wants, if it takes a little longer, but you're with him and you're healthy and you're full of joy, then do it. He goes like this, in your presence, like when I'm just here with you, Lord, quieting myself, there's fullness of joy. There's not like, yeah, I'm, I'm wrestling with joy. There's fullness of joy. The cup's overflowing. At your right hand, which means majesty, rule. When you rule, when you're Lord, when I'm in the presence of you and I'm reminding myself that you're in control and you're good, man, I, I am experiencing pleasures forevermore. Man, we saw it Thanksgiving night. We're gonna see it on Christmas of love. Next year, the schedule is gonna change a bit more. We need more room, more time to pray. The church has got to be with Jesus. Christmas Eve, we got a prayer meeting coming up, the 10th, and that's all it is. Let's soak ourselves in the presence of Jesus Christ. Let's just be together and be with him and remind us of these gospel truths through prayer. Small groups kicking off, whatever they are, but I wanna do it now. I just want us to be with Jesus for a few more minutes. Let's bow our heads and pray. Away from the noise, joy. I want you to clear your mind right now. I don't want you to think about what's going on outside. I don't want you to think about what you have to do this afternoon or at work tomorrow. It is okay to even put off what you're gonna be doing with your kids or your spouse in 30 or 40 minutes, just put it all away for a second. The crowd is crying out. Jesus says, guys, just be with me for a minute. Feel me. I need you to be full of me to go back out there. And I believe Jesus is talking to some of you right now. I believe he is having a conversation with some of your hearts right now. And that crowd has told you that if you keep going, you'll earn their respect. If you keep going, they'll value you. That yoke is too heavy. Maybe some of you are brought into it through Thanksgiving or whatever. Jesus says, come away. Distance yourself right now in your heart. Be with me. Relax in me. Everything is gonna be okay. I love you. You cannot escape it. I value you, and you never lifted a finger. I have destroyed sin and the guilt of sin in your life. Accept it right now, it is over. Be with me. 
I am better than 10,000 people. I am better than all the activity in the world. Just be with me. Just right now, just be with me. Speak to me. Maybe for some of you, you can't even, you can't even figure out what to say. It's okay. Just bow your head, listen to my voice. The best you can, maybe just see him on the cross. See him there. See yourself in the crowd. And know that he's doing it because he wants you. He's doing it so you can have peace with God forever. And you could lose the whole world out there. You may never ever get that promotion. You, you may never get the crowds. But to be known by God and loved by God. Feel that in you right now. Just feel that. I want your soul to be in a slow dance. the spirit of Jesus. Let him help you simplify again. Better than 10,000 things. Feel that freedom. Feel that joy. Stay there. this moment. Rest in Him. Commit to having this time every day with Him. No matter what happens. He's calling you out on the boat to a beautiful, desolate place. Like a Narnia wardrobe opening to a new world. Just be there with them. Go. The music's going to drop in just a minute. This guy's going to sing. I just want you to hear the words. Hear the promises. Let him touch your heart and soul. Some of you just need rest to feel his love again. Stay there, pray to him.